This episode of Right at the Fork is brought to you by Leanne Bach, who is sitting mere feet from us right now, Chris. She's been so wonderful to sponsor this podcast for over a year now, or going Already? on a year, somewhere around there. Wow. Um, and finally have her in the studio. She wanted to see this vast empire that <laughs> yeah. we have here. Yeah. So uh, great to have her here. You have big news. You've just moved. I did. I did. I made a, a transition. Nothing has changed about me or my service to my clients, but I made a move to a company who I just feel is um, a lot more involved in the community, uh, which I am. And they just kind of support or they really support a lot of the beliefs that I have. And um, we give back to the community and it just, it's just, it's living room real estate. So it is what it sounds like. All of our offices have um, a living room in the middle of some cool neighborhood in Portland and at the coast. I, There's I one next that. to you, right? Yeah, my my <laughs> old landlord was the guy out there, Hans. Oh, yeah, okay. So, and they're all, they do really well out there. It's it's a pleasure to see them. And their marketing is fantastic. It, so it, I think you got yes. some good support. Yeah, and we're we're tenured agents. So I really respect my, my peers and... We may, we, we're, we're a good set. And so the reason that Leanne has sponsored this podcast is because she's into the food scene yeah. and a lot. You know, I know your listeners are not going to listen to you to listen to me, but they're my, my friends. So many of my friends are in the food business, whether they're making booze, wine, beer, serving, they're sommeliers. Um, and a lot of them have made up my clientele over the years. So I just figured if that's my peer group, then why not support that and support your show? Because I love listening to you guys. Oh, we we appreciate that. It's been meant the world to us. So to link up with Leanne, you just go to livingroomre.com. That's livingroomre.com. Right. And you can uh, link up that way or just go to rightatthefork.com and click on Leanne's picture. This is Right at the Fork, and it is time for the Gary the Foodie April 2017 Spotlight on Portland Restaurants. Yes. That's a mouthful. Yeah, but we cha- we're moving this from restaurant update to Spotlight in Portland, and we have a good reason why. Yeah. Gary, what's the reason why? Hi, Gary. Well, hi. Uh, you and I, you, Chris and I talked, and then we decided what would be good in the future is possibly, is most likely doing individual shows on specific cities outside of Portland. The first one that I want to do is San Francisco. Mm. And we want to tape that or record it um, in June, I hope. You're more organized than I am. Yeah, they'll be coming up. Yeah. That, right? And then uh, and we have to decide when we're going to run that. Um, but it's going to be in a couple of months from when people hear this at the end of April. Uh, and then also L.A. would be one, right? Paris. Paris. Tokyo. So the and the reason was because you were mentioning you travel quite a bit and you were you were sprinkling in information and a lot of different podcasts and we thought it'd be a good idea if people could at some point just find the uh, the spotlight specific, on right, the specific episode specific yeah. episode and then listen to that before you travel. As a matter of fact, 
we just a couple of weeks ago um, had Ethan Stoll talking about Seattle. Mm-hmm. Great authority on Seattle, one sure. of the best restaurateurs there. So now people, when they ask me or you or even Ethan, I wrote him this morning, yeah. say, hey, where should we go in Seattle? We can point them to that podcast. And same thing with when you do San Francisco, it's going to be the best ever San Francisco guide for anyone flying there from anywhere. Right? Hope so. Yeah, it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a good guide. I'm gonna and I'm gonna stick in. You know, I'll have the opportunity to put in a few I like there. Little nepotism going on with that as well. So Is that nepotism, it's something. Eh, it's my cousin. Sure. Oh, got a gr- oh, that's right. Okay. Yes, <laughs> I see what you're talking about. I think about. that's cousinism. Yep. Yep. I, yep. Um, but at any rate, Gary, you have uh, you wanted to share some great news about a guy that we both love, who whom you introduced me to. Yes, last week. Peter Cho was named by Food & Wine as one of its 10 best new chefs in the country. And it had been a few years since the last time a Portland chef had garnered that accolade. And the last chef chefs were Greg and Gabby Denton from Ox in 2014. And Pete, and the Denton, Pete joins not just the Dentons, but Scott Dolich from Park Kitchen was also named back in 2004. Gabriel Rucker, I think, in 2007. Naomi in 2009. Naomi, Naomi Pomeroy from Beast in 2009. 2010 was uh, Matthew Leitner from then Castagna. And 2012 was Jen Lewis from Lincoln. But there's no more Lincoln. It's Ray now. But those are the those are the Portland chef who, who chefs who have garnered that honor. Sounds so like it's it was, almost every other year. It's like they don't they never do two in a row. Correct. Well, for, for Portland, yeah, correct. Um, but can I also? I, I did. I didn't tell you this, but last night I was at Han, Han Oak and I ran food for the first oh, time. Oh, we ever. were going to, we may, we were on our way there and we diverted somewhere else. That's too bad. I would have loved to have had you serve. Do you have your uh, food handlers permit, Gary? Uh, no comment. <laughs> but it, I it, was going to make it, another it was, comment and right, I'm sure. going to hold off. It was a three, three hour <laughs> shift and it was, it was exhausting. My feet hurt, yeah. my back hurt. I forgot dish components toward the end of my shift. It was. It's hard, and I found new, newfound respect for the back of the house and front, both front of the house and back of the house staff at all restaurants. Yeah, and did, it's did you not keep, easy. Did you keep the tips? And and, and uh, you can actually go to my Gary the Foodie Instagram account <laughs> and look at some of the pictures from last night, including Pete Cho. This is my idea. I, I uh, Picho put a beer on my head. Oh, I put a beer on my head, <laughs> and um, I let Picho take his towel because he's very talented with opening beer cans with towels. So I thought it'd be fun to, to, to for me to to put one on my head, a Kirkland signature. And so there's a video, my first Instagram video that I've ever posted on my Gary the Foodie Instagram why account. Isn't food, why isn't it on Food Podcast PDX? Oh, we talked about this, Chris. So there's there's no point in getting into this right now, but uh, just just uh, go watch it. It's it's a it's a 50 second video, so there's some profanity in it. It's right. not me getting like my eye taken out. Oh, that was the initial. I needed safety goggles, but we changed <laughs> right. the angle yeah. of it, so I don't. I didn't really need safety goggles mm-hmm. last night. But um, yeah, it was it was it was a fun <laughs> long night. I got in at like one o'clock at night, so it's, it's a, it was a long night. That's and, what, and was it a spur of the moment thing that you decided to uh, serve? 
Uh, no, I decided, I think on Thursday of last week, after they got back from New York City, and I took the menu, so I studied it, and then, um, you know, I said, you know, I'm free. I mean, I know I'm literally free, available, and it would be free. They didn't have to pay me anything. I just wanted to try and help lend a hand, and it was, they said it was the busiest night they've ever had last night, and I will probably be doing it again at some point, probably during the summer, or I may just go eat there one night. If they need a hand, I may just work, you know, an hour or two or whatever. Or, but one son has her next child soon. Um, if they need some help, and I don't, and I'm not totally incompetent, you'll probably see me running food at Han Oak at some point. Oh, nice. Well, make sure to tell us so we wow, can come yeah. harass you. Sure, yeah. Okay. Okay, okay. Thank, thank you for letting me talk about No, talk about it. it's fun to hear about. I'm sorry we were actually deciding to go there or to Chico last okay. night. And actually, American Local was in the mix, and I was looking for a nice, quiet time with my dear friend, Astri, and, um, and we ended up at Chico, which was, which was a beautiful night. I, I segue into that because I hadn't been there for three or four years, and I really recommend that place. The margaritas were fantastic. I had a drink called La Flor, which was delicious, and um, the salad tacos are fantastic, and we had carnitas. Uh, they have a whole carnitas plate with delicious ingredients. Have you been to Chico lately? Yes, Gary? I was there a couple months ago. Yeah, but it was it was just I, I was there mostly to get um, mezcal. There's something you can get called suitcase mezcal, mm -hmm. which really is on the menu. But you I, you pretty much have to get the mezcal flight first, and then you can ask for oh, okay. suitcase it's like mezcal. The it's the secret thing. Yeah, it's a secret uh, but thing. I, you know, it's one of those things. You know, sometimes when you go, it, it happens at Aviary, which I haven't been to in too long, but where you sit down and you think, man, I need, I need to either come here more often or tell more people to come here, because I really enjoyed the meal. So that was my not new place, but uh, last night, and I really enjoyed it. I just wanted to mention that. But let me get my new places out of the way first, and then we'll, we'll go to. Uh, We'll go to yours because we're we're excited to hear where you've been in the last month, and it's a short period because we're recording this a little earlier than we usually do because of the way the Monday's laid out here for us. Um, I know that you had been to Guero, uh, number one tortas, and I yes. had I only had the burger there, but I t I got to tell you I was in really happy about going, and I made a long trip to get there, um, but the the flavors. The little bit of spiciness on that burger and the way that it was done, I would have that. I would recommend that to anyone. And I've heard from others, including you on this podcast, which you've reminded me um, that some of the other f sandwiches are fantastic, too. Right. So I went I've been there and then um, BYH Burgers at Pine Street Market. Speaking of burgers, um, started a little burger crawl, I guess. Um, really enjoyed that. John Gorham's doing his burgers to remind you of your childhood. He's flying in a Philadelphia Martin's roll. Gary, you done doing hey, what you're doing over you there? High fiving somebody? No, I didn't do anything. What are you? What are you talking about? Oh, we just. What do you some, think I'm doing? 
I don't know. We just heard some, both of us just heard a little slap. Well, I, can't, I can't move. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm like moving. I can't like sit still for like 30 right, minutes. Relax you don't it. Relax. I'm just saying we just heard it. That's all. Okay. So, um, Do not take this out. <laughs> okay. We'll leave it in. It's fine. fine. <laughs> uh, this is, you know, this is, this is our podcast version of whipping the beer off the top of your head. Sure. Yeah. We'll just leave it in. So, um, and then the other place that I went, uh, well, first of all, I, I did, you can stay tuned and we'll stream in about a month or so, a little over a month. I did a, uh, we started a tartar crawl. So I'm just going to tease that for futures. Uh, Chad Walsh at Eater and my dear friends, Natalia and Tammy, um, which you can see on Portland Food Adventures Instagram, uh, a couple of pictures anyway. That was fun. We were doing different tartars at different restaurants. We've covered six, seven so far. We'll have a few more. Um, I really enjoyed that. It was my first time at Jackrabbit. I didn't get to have much else there. Um, but that was, I think, our only new restaurant on the, uh, on the docket there. Anyway, last one on my list and, um, is Chilino. Um, and I think the most memorable thing I have, you, it was new on the menu that night. It was a shrimp and clam ceviche. Um, that he was serving. Have you had that, Gary? No, no, well, not yet. Good. And and the pozole. How do you pronounce it? Pozole, pozole. I think it's pozole. Pozole. That's what I thought. The pozole looked fantastic, and I didn't get to have it. The people next to me were enjoying it, but man, that's the thing I'm going back there for um, pretty soon. And you've been there a, a few times, I would imagine. How many times have you now been to Chilino now that it's been open for, what, a month? Five. Five times. Mm. Okay. Yep. So what do you got for us, Gary? Well, um, I do enjoy Chilino. Um, I, I, like I said, I've visited three more times, and their tostadas are... Um, I, I love all their tostadas. The pig's head, the cauliflower, the smoked trout, fried chicken... A uh, larger plate, super solid, as is the pozole, which I've had before. So, and, and again, the highlight maybe is the chips and salsas, mm -hmm. which I think are um, fantastic and worth the money that you spend. Because some places they're free, and um, other places they charge a little. And at, at Chilino, they charge, and it's worth every penny. So I agree. And yep. I had some, I had some, the, I think three different sauces, really good. One was particularly spicy, I recall. Yep. Yeah. Uh, there's an you know, ancho chili, there's a Thai basil. Um, so yeah, and go and order the chips and salsa. Love Chilino. It's my favorite Mexican restaurant in Portland. I did go to Jackrabbit and it's, downtown restaurants are in a difficult position and I, I understand that. And it's, it's, you know, rents are high and the food can get or seem expensive. And so we'll see how Jack Revit does in the long run. But I, I, I enjoyed a couple of dishes there. The meat in a can. It, it literally comes in a can. They use a can opener to open it. And it, it's oxtail, uh, pearl onions, carrots. Um, so it's, yeah, it's a really enjoyable dish. I'd recommend it. Another dish... That's very theatrical. It's called Pig's Head, and it comes with brainies and, chic and chicory salad. Um, it's it's it was it's like a, a half of a pig's head that comes to your table. It's the si it's the size of it is enormous, 
And when it was placed on our on our table, um, some you know it, a lot of people came by the table to take pictures of it because it's that really it's cool. How many does it feed? Uh, how many how many how many people it, does that head feed? It, <laughs> it, it's maybe it's important to use it as like an appetizer because there's not a tremendous amount of meat mm. to it because it is the head. Um, so it, maybe three or four. Okay. And a lot of it's just like pig fat. I don't know how many people want to eat pig fat, but there, there's some meat there. The chicory salad is really the, uh, it's, it's a star, an unexpected star of the dish. And so, yep, enjoyed enjoyed a couple of dishes at Jackrabbit. We'll see the, how they do in the future. Coincidentally um, enough, I sent a picture of that pig's head to my other friend Gary, who's coming to visit me at the end of the month. And I yeah. said, "This is the uh, first place we're going to go." And he pretty much said he was going to cancel his plane reservation. Oh. So. Um, but it's an interesting it's an interesting visual. And is it on whose whose uh, Instagram feed would one find that? By the time they get this, they got to go back quite a while. But is it is it? Oh, well, probably. Look, well, I'll tell you yours, what. Look at Gary's Gar- Yeah, look at Gary the foodie and food podcast PDX. One of the two. But it's a pretty uh, it's a pretty nice visual. I'm sorry, Gary. I didn't mean to interrupt you. Go ahead. There's there's a new restaurant, well, relatively new restaurant called B Swing in the Cully neighborhood it originally was called tom collie cafe which opened in november and there uh there was some additional staff and partners added to tom collie cafe namely ian i believe his name is ian watson formerly of old salt and he and his wife came aboard the menu got changed they changed the name to b swing it's in a fairly desolate part of the collie neighborhood uh, Angel Food and Fun is nearby, a few, few blocks away. But uh, B-Swing is a breakfast and lunch restaurant. And it's I've, I, I've gone a, a couple of times. I had a like, meatloaf sandwich. And I had a, tr- a special with it was a chorizo and frittata. It was a chorizo and frittata uh, breakfast special. It's just very gratifying to see a place like B-Swing in that neighborhood. Um, would so, you would you go there if you didn't live nearby? Is that a place you would make a, a concerted pro- effort pro- to go? Probably not. But th- those type of restaurants, they aren't something I normally you know go travel for or take a bus or take an Uber to go to. Mm-hmm. So it's nice that it's in my neighborhood where I can walk to it for breakfast or lunch. Um, I went to a new pop up called Fimble, which is it's a Nordic supper club. From Matt and Aurora Wickstrom. Matt is Matt Wickstrom is the sous chef at Kachka. They were the, the papa was dialed in from dish one, day two. It was their second pop up. They had done a pop up two days before. Um, it, it, the one nice thing with with Matt is that he has the Kachka staff to help taste test. So Olga Mazarenko, this the CDC, Akashka, Bonnie Morales, the chef owner, Israel Morales, the owner, Christina Cruz, they all, you know, just taste tested and make sure that the food was up to snuff. And it, it was really delicious. I can't think of a dish that I didn't really enjoy. Um, so he was dialed in. And so he did a fantastic job. So there's dung, dung mm-hmm. smoked trout mm-hmm. with, with dandelion, Wait a minute. butter, Explain and honey was a, was a highlight. Dung smoked trout? Yeah, right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Who decides uh, on that? Who where does someone come up with that idea? 
it's 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 an I think it's an Icelandic traditional dish. My friend my friends Drew and Carrie are in Iceland right now mm-hmm. in Reykjavik, and they showed me a menu of a restaurant they ate at, and there is dung smoked trout on the menu so, that they so showed me from Reykjavik. That came that came from someone saying, "Hey, what do we do with this shit?" No, right. quite, quite literally. They're like, <laughs> yeah. And the, another another solid dish was um, salt cod with goat skier. And skier is a mild uh, Icelandic yogurt or Nordic yogurt. And it also had lovage. And the, there was a uh, dessert of birch waffle with hay-smoked ice cream, which was quite lovely. Oh, that sounds great. So if you have a chance to go to Fimbo, F is in Frank, I-M-B is in boy, U-L, Fimbo. So go, they have a web, I, website, fimbopdx.com. I, I, I almost did, but I didn't. So I'm going to go again. I really want to do it. And by the way, don't they do some kind of poetry reading during the dinner? No. No? No. Oh, I thought I read that. Okay. Another new pop-up I went to during the month was is Shipwreck from Eric Nelson and his friend Chris. I think his, Chris's last name, I think, is Barnes. Um, Eric is now the bar manager at Laurelhurst Market. And Chris, uh, I, I also believe, works at Laurelhurst. And there's really an emphasis on cocktails. There were nine of them. I had at least two or three or four of them. And they were all quite uh, tasty. The food is by Jake Stevens, formerly the CDC at Beast. Mm-hmm. who 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 um is like the guest chef there so i think when jake's stint is over someone else will will begin anew as shipwreck but the cocktails will still be from eric and eric and chris so is it a different it's still going to be a seafood menu no matter who does yes. it that's the whole vibe i would think so with yeah. sh- name shipwreck yeah well i didn't know maybe it could come from the cocktails but yes um so it, it was at jacqueline last time and in the future who knows? But go to the website, Shipwreck. I'm, I would assume it's shipwreckpdx.com. A, another um, existing restaurant that I went to, which really, to me, is underrated, is called Urdaneta. Urdaneta. It's in the old Natural Selection location. I went a few times the first week it was open, and I hadn't really returned in since July of last year. It's a it's an intimate space. Oh, it's an intimate space. It's an open kitchen. It's it's uh, it's nice to see them work on the dishes as you just you know as you're waiting for your food. And Javier Javier Contreras is the chef owner. And I, I had a few really really super solid dishes. One was a, a lingua dish with pickled beef. Oh, it was a, it's pickled beef tongue with toasted bone marrow, salsa verde. Brussels, like a Brussels sprout salad, olive oil crackers. It was, it was spot on, lovely. The lingua dish, and then the piquillos rianos. So it was wild boar stuffed piquillo peppers with braised kale, sour cherry, and salsa maria. Lovely, lovely dish. So go spend some time and go, go travel to Northeast Alberta if you live further away and try Ordenata. Good. It's, I like that. I like that kind of res- recommendation that it's worth driving because nowadays, yeah. When, you don't experience it, but for people like me who are coming from Southwest, it's an investment to go to a restaurant. So if you're saying it's worth it, then that's cool. Okay, yep. And then I also went, or did a return visit to Jolly Lad, mm-hmm. a Vince Wynn's um, pop-up at Longbon on Mondays. And it was 
It's truly a fantastic meal. If it were a restaurant, it'd probably be in my top six or seven in Portland. He, he had, like I said before, he had some inconsistency issues. And I, there's two in a row as far as the, my meals that I found to be um, in, enchanting, creative, sophisticated. Vince is doing some of the most creative dishes in Portland right now. So it's, it, can be, it can be very polarizing. Yeah. That's great. it. That's it. That's it, folks. That's all, all Gary wrote. That's all Gary wrote. Yep. So um, I will also point out, Gary, that in none of those descriptions do you use the word amazing. We have, oh, yes, I'm going to give you a hand awesome. for that. You have a lot of good adjectives there that have to do with food, and uh, I appreciate that. And it's one thing we, people who listen to this podcast, um, we have to once in a while, because we, we hope that people are listening to enough so that if we mention something once, every once in a while they're going to get it. But we started a thing in January of 2015 that the word amazing wasn't allowed on the podcast. We used to stop the middle of the podcast to point it out when guests did that because we had informed them, please don't use this word. And the reason was that we wanted people to uh, stretch their minds a little bit. We had guests who were using the word 30 times mm -hmm. in one interview. And we just thought, eh, you know what, at some point they can do a little better than that. And this podcast could be a little better than that. And we started that. At any rate, I'm not breaking in as much as I used to when people said it, say it because I think it kills the the uh, flow of an interview, but we like people to know we're trying to avoid that as much as possible. The original concept was three amazings and we stopped the podcast, but we're not really keeping to that. But we like, every every guest gets an email that says, please avoid the word amazing. We don't want to, we don't want to use it. And uh, we, Court, we haven't really had the opportunity to explain that in detail very often. No, and, and here we go. Yeah, so yeah. there it is. So keep that in mind people and gary thanks so much i appreciate it welcome i wasn't trying to be contentious i just wanted to ask you a couple of questions and i no problem i, I think it's I'm good always, that we can discuss that be, yeah it, it, yeah sure there was some tension but so what right yeah I'm all for it. i don't have that much anymore i'm i'm tensionless my kids are older i'm not i'm not married i was at the edge of my seat the entire time <laughs> wondering what was going to happen next <laughs> yeah 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 court's probably saying probably court's probably saying what the hell's going on no he wants to get in on it he's going to have to find something to ask oh, yeah, you no, I, I'll, I'll figure something out <laughs> thanks gary thank you all right take care right at the fork is brought to you by Zupans, unsurpassed quality from the best meats and wines to local baked goods fresh flowers and an extensive craft beer selection. Step into Zupans and be inspired for your next meal. Food-loving customers as well as local chefs know that Zupans is the place to find the very best Northwest Bounty in Portland, West Burnside, Southwest Macadam, and Lake Oswego. Local and family-owned for over 40 years. Zupans Market. Ristretto Roasters. All five gorgeous Ristretto Roaster shops in the Portland metro region feature superior locally roasted coffee Serve with a smile. Stop in today for a satisfying cup or a bag or two to go. Close to you on North Williams, Northeast Cooch, Northwest Nikolai, Southwest in the Old Oregonian Building, or Coin Tower. Online at rrpdx.com. Ristretto Roasters. Since 2005, Portland's finest. Portland Food Adventures. Did you know you can eat and drink your way through Europe with chefs like Italo's Jose Chessa and Lardo's Rick Giancarelli? Join right at the Fork host Chris Angeles and his great chef friends for these trips of a lifetime 
to Barcelona and Tuscany in September and October. Get to PortlandFoodAdventures.com, click on the blog tab to see pricing and itineraries, or call Chris for more info while there's still room. Right at the Fork is hosted and produced by Chris Angeles and Court Johnson. Intro music by Ariel Varinas. Find links to her music in the show notes section. Connect with us on Twitter and Instagram at FoodPodcastPDX or on Facebook at Right at the Fork or online at RightAtTheFork.com.